0: The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice of those rocking it on the other side. This week we have on Colin Daniels. Colin is a digital editor at Adweek and the host of the Young Influentials podcast, which you should definitely add to your listening regimen. From influencers to C-suite executives, Daniel sits down with some of the most influential voices in media, tech, and marketing who are creating real change in their fields. Whether they're helping people match and make connections or developing the social strategy behind your favorite TV show, these individuals are the brains behind the things we watch and see daily. Colin Daniel's career spans the fields of marketing, public relations, and journalism. As a journalist, Colin focuses on entertainment, lifestyle, and real estate. Colin has covered events like the Academy Awards and London Fashion Week men's. As we recorded, he was at South by Southwest in Austin, and we shared many laughs and pieces of advice and almost, almost dove deep into relationship advice, although we all know I need that, but we kept on track for the most part, (laughs) talking about breaking into media, marketing, advertising, and journalism. You're going to love this one, and you're going to want to connect with Colin. So head over to our Instagram at and Pod, all one word, and you can connect with him there. Oh, and we also have his recommended resources listed there just for you. Now on with the show. You're going to love this one. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I am good. Reporting live from Austin, South by. Happy to be back. It has been fun, but like constant, ongoing, like that Lady Gaga where she's like, bus, club, another club, another club, no sleep. <laughs> no <laughs> sleep. Literally been like these last four or five days. I don't know how many days it's been, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is the vibe. How many more on.
0: days do you have down there?
1: um i have one more day and then i have to head back
0: gotcha gotcha but are you looking forward to get back to your routine whatever that consists Uh, of
1: not really like to be honest like i like being the airports become my home for the last like month because i got back from australia was home for a week and then like now here so i've just been uh, traveling I was going to say traveling dinosaur, but I'm not a dinosaur, but that's what's been going
0: on. <laughs> traveling dinosaur. Absolutely. Yeah, it's
1: like a traveling T-Rex is what I've been, so, you know.
0: Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, being a traveling T-Rex. <laughs> um, amazing. So, South By, I'm sure you'll have some content, or I know Adweek will be covering that, so, but... I kind of teased at it, and if people clicked on this, they know that you're a digital editor at AdWeek and you're a podcast host. The The podcast is called Young Influentials. Uh, so let's talk about your current role at AdWeek. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about you. Give us the rundown. What What's your career look like right now? Like, what are you up to?
1: Oh, my goodness. So many things. Um, so, yeah, so at AdWeek, I am – the host of our podcast, Young Influentials, which is so cool. I really love it. I basically just get to talk to people all all the time about stuff. I'm very nosy and also just like to know how people got to where they are and like what they do, especially the cool ones. Because I feel like years ago, like coming through, it always seemed like everybody's trajectory was like, oh, I interned, then I got this entry-level job, and then I became the CEO. And I feel like talking to so many creators and, uh, founders and CEOs and CMOs and different people. Like they shared how they, some of them were changed fields or weren't, didn't even start in the field altogether. So I think that's really cool how people, oh my gosh, sorry, Siri. I don't know why Siri, sorry. I am oh, not like talking. What is, I don't know why Siri. What Siri want. Oh my I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, mayday,
0: mayday. All oh, no. good. <laughs> I Actually, I oh need to gosh, mute I don't know what, something right
1: now. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. Siri's like, there we go. Whew, okay. Siri just like went off.
0: <laughs> no, all good. Siri
1: just <laughs> um, I'll clap and then I'll have you start over. Okay. <laughs> okay. Too many. Now, Siri, my phone's going off. Okay.
0: Siri is.
1: Siri is. wants
0: to join the podcast.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Phone is away. Like, okay. Let's try this again.
0: What was my question?
1: Uh, (laughs) You asked, like, what do I do currently? Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. So. We teased at it, but you work at Adweek. You're also the host of Young Influentials, which is a, the podcast, a podcast at Adweek. So, and I know we've talked before, and you hold a lot of different roles and you do a lot of different things at Adweek. So, give us a rundown. What is your job description? What does it look like?
1: Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, like I'm the host of Young Influentials podcast, which is our millennial Gen Z podcast that I target. Um, communications and PR and agency reps in those areas and also those that target Gen Z millennials. So we keep it fun, lighthearted. Um, We just let, we just let whatever happens happens. Like we're not very organized over there. We like Mm -hmm. to keep it fun. Um, And so we talk to creators, we talk to founders, CMOs and just about like the stuff they're up to their journey and how they target and work with millennials and Gen Z And I think what's really cool is we have so many that have come on there and shared their story. And they've either been like, actually, like, I didn't start in this industry or that wasn't my major or I I wasn't interested in this until later on in life. And I think that paints a really cool picture because I feel like a lot of times when we're going into school or when we're looking for a job and stuff, we think we need to have these pedigrees of this huge background of, say, we want to go to entertainment, like having all these internships at all these studios or if we want to go into sports marketing, having all these internships and all these like other um, sports places and stuff. And so many of these people have proven over and over again that they're doing it and done it without entering those fields and having that experience. Like we've had some who didn't go to college at all. Some that only went to college a little bit. We have some who were still in high school mm-hmm. who are like, Oh, I started this business like during the pandemic when I was bored. So it, it really paints a full picture and gives honestly anybody from any age that that idea and the inspiration that you don't have to have a certain background or have come from a certain area or have a certain experience to do what you want to do. And I feel like that's something that we get out of every episode. And that's really cool to kind of see play out um, day after day.
0: You hear a lot of, I'm sure you hear a lot of different stories and how they got to where they're at today. That's very, that's very similar to the goal of this podcast. And then also like kind of looking back and giving the advice. So who's the target audience for your podcast?
1: So I always tell people our target is Gen Z, millennial communications, and uh, marketing professionals, and then those who look to target them. So I think of this as the podcast I would have wanted as a high schooler or um, someone who's in college who's looking to enter and break out into whatever field that is, because we bring on companies and people from gaming, from movies, from entertainment, from creators, from all aspects of life in different areas. So I always view it as the podcast that I would be playing as a kid or a student, who wants to figure out how? How do I get to where my favorite celebs and creators are in life? If yes. I don't have the experience, or if I want to know how to get like an internship or something in that field,
0: love it. Um, how many episodes have you done? Who are some of the guests that you've had on? Like, uh, like tease at the content for so for our listeners out I'm there. Just
1: We've had, oh gosh, I don't even know how many episodes. I honestly just go, but. Um, To tease, we have um, a really fun one with Chef Emeril coming up this summer. Chef Um, Emeril? Chef Emeril is coming,
0: people. Like Emeril Lagasse? Like, was it Lagasse?
1: Yes, yes. um, We did a really fun episode with him. (laughs) Yeah, so we have him. He was was really cool. He and his son, they were so cool, so much fun. Um, They're coming. What are they Um, up to? Cooking? Cooking stuff? Like they're cooking up some amazing stuff, and um, they went through like their menu for the spring and summer, and just how his shows and how his journey came to be, and how his son's stepping up and taking over um, Emeralds. And he, just, he was just sharing his story, and he's really cool. Like that episode blew, blew me away. Out, I it's a really cool episode, so I okay. can't wait for everybody here. When's that, that coming one. out? Um, that one comes out sometime this summer. I don't have the okay. schedule in front of me, so I can't gotcha. give to that. No, day. no, no, but it good. comes out. This summer, and you all will love that one. Um, I've also gotten to talk to one of my favorite um, people who got me into podcasting, uh, Michael Bostic um, from Dear Media, the one of the CEOs, and he is phenomenal, just amazing. And I've had various other TikTokers who've come on. Um, Jaden Gomez, one of my favorite TikTokers, um, she's coming on in an upcoming episode.
0: Nice. Um,
1: she was really cool. So lots of cool, various people from, as you can see, different aspects and different backgrounds.
0: I love it. Amazing. So young influentials, I thought it would be, when I first heard of it, I thought it would just be like, you would be interviewing young people, but that's not the case.
1: <laughs> we we believe that age is a number here, and we are all young at
0: yeah. heart. <laughs> What's your skincare routine? I know you, you talk about that quite listen, a bit.
1: That's a, listen, I, that's a whole other episode, but it, honestly, everybody – Make sure you use SPF every day. Get a vitamin C serum. Moisturize at night. Don't forget to moisturize your neck and hands. Um, yeah.
0: I don't do any of that. I gotta. Yeah, you
1: I, need to get on that. I, look, I know.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the in this video. And I'm like, oh my god, it's going downhill quick. I guess working in advertising too doesn't really help with that, but. <laughs> um, thanks for that. We'll probably clip that, put that on social. For, so that's good. Um what about ad so talked about young influentials now give me a little bit about your the other roles and responsibilities you have as a digital editor at ad week or is that the whole thing like what what else um, you got going yeah on?
1: so i mean as the digital as one of the digital editors there like we're basically one of the final hands or hands that goes through like all of our web copy and copy that comes out so stuff you see on the site that everybody's like oh who actually edits that type of stuff that's what a digital editor is. Oh, wait, well, what, type
0: st- what type of content?
1: You know, like the articles and stuff that people see on the site, like a lot of times people are like, who edits that? Like, who who's over that type of stuff? All the
0: articles, be, you're saying?
1: Yeah, so all the articles and stuff. So we have, like, channel editors that are, do, like, say, the first rounds of edits, and then, like, digital editors were, like, the ones that give, like, the last look around um, to see, like, is this good? Do we need to ask the reporter, like, to clarify this? So we're kind of the last hand in that process. So... I get to read all day, which is fun, because I love reading, and everybody covers such cool stuff from AI and chat GPT and all that stuff. So reading and editing helps me like keep up to date with like what's actually going on and what everybody's doing, which is really cool.
0: Interesting. Yeah, no, you know everything that's going on then, if you have to, you're the final I mean, piece to it. I,
1: I try to, um, I'm still learning about the metaverse, so we shall see.
0: and you recently posted two days ago i see with patrick buchanan
1: uh he was awesome yeah the vp of marketing of good american um they are amazing and so learning about like how they do stuff and how they've just been stepping out the box and just paving their own way in terms of like marketing and how they do their casting process and all that Hmm. has been so cool so he was another like really really cool person to talk to
0: gotcha amazing I want to. I'm curious. Then I know. So our podcast talks to a lot of aspiring advertisers, but we also talk to aspiring journalists. We also talk to aspiring marketers that are, want to go client side. Um, so I want to kick it back now. Like, when did you decide you wanted to be in journalism or to be a, uh, to be an editor at a publication? In your life, what was that moment that clicked for you?
1: I'm trying to think. I feel like, I feel like, honestly, like journalism writing was always something that I was interested in, based off of like various um, reporters and stuff. I grew up watching like Anderson Cooper, Katie Couric, Soledad O'Brien, various different ones. I was always just like, oh, like whatever they're doing, that's what I want to do. And I always saw them like interviewing and talking to cool people and doing that stuff. So that's what really drew me in. And then marketing, like I've always just been somebody who would watch a commercial or a campaign and be like, oh, that was really cool that they did it like that. Or I really like that element of that. Or why did they use glass packaging versus paper packaging? I've always been that type of person to like dissect somebody's marketing mm-hmm. campaign. So those were kind of the that was kind of the formula that inspired me to get into journalism and then specifically like marketing and journalism and then kind of how those two got married.
0: Gotcha. And what was your first job then? Like, what was that break in for you? I guess, That's for, I guess, what was your first professional job? And then what was your first, uh, marketing or journalism job that you recall?
1: Well, my first professional job was Abercrombie and Fitch and I loved that job. It was so much fun. I like,
0: how'd you get growing it growing
1: up? Uh, grow it, So growing up, I always wanted to work there and, I think you had to be like I, w- I think you had to be 18 I don't know I think you, I feel like you had to be 18 to work there so I remember waiting till my 18th birthday and I like went in there and um, at the time they did a recruitment process where like whatever whatever um and I went in and I was just so passionate about it and then like when I finally heard back they're like oh you got it like I loved it and I did that for two years and then um switched over to at working for apple where i did apple retail through grad school left it there um but as a as a student through it all like i would always volunteer at local film festivals and mm-hmm. music festivals and stuff to kind of get that like media marketing experience like here in austin i did south by southwest um i feel like the austin film festival at any time like any of those events or stuff would come and happen here like i would always just either I don't work away in this, but I had to do it. Skip class <laughs> and, like, go to those or yeah. leave class earlier. stuff. I, I was just like, yo, I came here to network. Like, I feel
0: like professors don't care. Like, like if you're honest yeah, with them, like, like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to this festival.
1: And honestly, I remember I did that um, in grad school um, where there was a movie premiere where, like, Dakota Johnson and a few other actors. And it was a bright. I had night classes, and it was, like, a 5 p.m. premiere. And I remember I... I got to class, like, the last hour or the last 30 minutes, like, skipped it completely. Mm-hmm. And my teacher was, like, she was very, very strict, like, strict with everybody pretty much. But with me, she had a soft spot. <clears throat> and so when um I got to the class and I was like, yeah, everybody was like, oh, yeah, he skipped to go to this premiere. And she, I, like, walked to the class and she was like, well, aren't you going to show me the pictures? And mm-hmm. everybody was like, wait, what? <laughs> They're like, he's not in trouble. And I, like, remember going up to her and like showing the different pitches that I got from the premiere and stuff. And I would always tell my professors and um, stuff so be like, yo, I came here to network. Like I remember when I, um, skipped class to go to the H and M Balmain launch party in New York. Cause I was in Boston in school. So I like just did that. Like I did like tons of that stuff where I was just like, yo, I just need to be in the room. Yeah. And, like,
0: absolutely.
1: Meet who I need to meet. So you don't want
0: to tell I, like, yeah. you don't, I mean, like no <laughs> professor wants to be like, to hear that their class is not important but i'm sure you didn't like phrase it like that
1: yeah and I, and I feel like most of mine were very supportive like i would tell them be like yeah they'd be like yeah like no that's good for you to do that long as you're like doing your work and make yeah, sure get you're it checking
0: done with me yeah,
1: yeah they all they all pretty much were like that even like the straight to where i'd be like hey like i'm going to this like film screening or going to this thing and they'd be like okay cool but like make sure you turn in your uh,
0: assignments right. and, like and stuff. And that's kind of like how work is. Like what you're doing right yeah. now, you're at South by Southwest and you're working for Adweek and you're I'm sure you had approvals or they're paid for you. They, I'm sure they paid for you in your housing. like. But they also expect you to get your day job done. Like we'll yeah. offer these. We don't care if you go to this. As long as you have a rationale, like that's how the, the corporate setting works as well if you're at a decent company that – Cares about your development and that should definitely be a factor of what you look into
1: yeah exactly so i always tell people i'm like if you see these opportunities like whether it's at your school or different um like in the career-wise at these different um summits and conventions and stuff that you want to go to like definitely Mm -hmm. like make yourself available where you can go to them and um further your career network like i feel like that's a big part of these like types of professional conferences is networking and a lot of times we're like oh well that's during work hours like i don't know if they're gonna like it's always a no until you ask so it's like Mm -hmm. you kind of have to like put yourself in that position and really offer it up if you want to like do that next level actually like networking right level up in your career
0: it took me a while to learn that when i was an undergrad um i really didn't start because a lot of people want to wait till it's like internship or job search season which we're as we're recording this now it is the prime time for that in the advertising agency world. And I'm sure it is for journalism and most internships are starting to start their recruiting now if they're not started already. But yeah, like I just waited till it was like I got old enough and I was, but like I regret not going to more sooner, I guess Uh, it all worked out. It's not the end of the world, but yeah, if you're listening to this and you're younger, uh, if you're a young influential and you're you're young, <laughs> you're, you definitely should start like going to these events and like seeing if your, if your school or your organization can help fund for some of that too.
1: And it's, and it's and I feel like a thing that I was talking to, like uh, the person I was interviewing yesterday, we were talking about like, yo, how did we do that? Like we were full-time students volunteering at these things and doing all this stuff. And it's like, I was telling her, I was like, yo, I was taking like a full schedule of classes, going and working these events at night and stuff because i i knew i wanted to break into this industry and i feel like a lot of times people are like oh that's too much work or that's so tiring like when are you gonna sleep or see friends and stuff and it's like you have to make those it's like it's not something but once you have to make those sacrifices to get those doors open and those things that you want to do like you can't be like oh well I, I rather just you know sit around and watch netflix versus meeting for coffee with someone who was asking for mentees for like the fall or something, and it's like nobody wants to do that. We're doing out with their friends, but it's like you have to be, it all comes with sacrifices. You have yeah. to sacrifice that time and those things to get to the places that you want to be.
0: And it's definitely about balance. And yeah, like when you were talking about like when being younger, and and I think the also what motivated me was I I need a damn job, like <laughs> like. like <laughs> now I can see like I can coast a little bit more I still I'm still like passionate about podcasting on the side I care much about my work I like to get in early I, go, I would say I'm an overachiever but like the stress is not there as much now because I have my job when I was a student there was a lot of pressure like you're graduating at this date and your parents my parents were I was fortunate when my parents were able to help me out and I want to make them proud and like Show the ROI on that degree. Not everybody's in that situation, but like I was hungry to get something out there, like to to get a job. So I would have done anything.
1: Yeah, that's how I was. Like I basically, I'm with internships and working and stuff. I was like, yo, if I don't do it, nobody else is gonna give it to me. So I have to be the one to be out here advocating for myself. So going to the if you're at school, going to the job fairs, going to the internship fairs, and um, networking with people on LinkedIn, like that's a cool tool that we have nowadays where we can basically network send a message to tons of people from all over the world like honestly laying on the couch <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> or it, wherever it, like you can do it from people wherever. used to have to
0: send physical letters and like find the address and like mail it out now we have linkedin and like now i'm also i'm 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 helping other students across like different universities across the country start their own damn podcast because it is probably the best networking tool possible and as you know like we do this very often and meeting there's just the level of intimacy and in, in talking with you and getting to know you through this is one of the ultimate forms of networking. And I'm trying to get students to learn that and start their own and create their own brand. And it seems to be working. We got about like seven podcasts, seven or eight podcasts now that are launching that we're really Come I'm on. really proud of.
1: No, but that's so true, and I feel like a lot of times, like especially when it comes to, like podcasting and stuff, like I used to be one of those too. Like watching various YouTubers and stuff growing up, I'd be like, "Oh, well, like maybe I'll start a YouTube, maybe I'll start a podcast when I have X, Y, and Z." And so many, uh, so many creators and people I've talked to have been like, "Yo, don't wait till you have a no. huge camera or a big setup or a ring light or whatever. Like, you have to start doing that stuff now. Like everybody's first video is gonna stink and like not do well. Like you have to. My first
0: like thirty weren't it. great." and that's okay
1: like i feel like a lot of times people are just like scared to fail or scared to like start in that beginning everybody wants to just immediately be an award-winning i don't know like charlie d'amelio of podcasting or whatever their thing is Mm -hmm. and it's like everybody starts somewhere everybody's first video first whatever isn't dreamy or ideal like you have to start from somewhere. and what i
0: always tell people is whatever your side project is, let's say it's podcasting or poetry that you post on uh, Instagram. Um, it's a documentation of your process and progress. Like you're showing your growth over time. It should be for you. It should be like a diary that you look back at that. Hey, like you, you're going to look back at your first episode, your first post, and you're going to cringe. And then that's great. Cause that means you're looking back and you've grown so much. I never established myself as a thought leader. I never will. I'm only interviewing people that are, and that helps me out a lot too. So, document it's a do- it's a documentation of my process and progress over time. That that helps me a lot. And then I'm not an expert. That's how I think about <laughs> it, and I don't lose sleep over it.
1: No, that's so true. And I mean, I'm one of those where it's like, even if you're somebody like me who doesn't look like back at their old stuff because it is cringy, like that's fine. Like you just can't. You can't – I always tell people, like, you can't get so in your head where you're like, oh, I don't even want to try because I'm going to – like, you just can't. There are people that do that,
0: though, Colin. Like –
1: it's. I was one of them. I just had to be like, you know what? Shut up and get it done.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, and that's like – I try to push people. I'm like, you got to get over it. Like, get out of your head. Like, people don't think that much. I guess we really only care about it. Like, a lot of people care about themselves more so. Like Mm – they're not looking. They're not judging, and I have to remind myself that too.
1: And it's like I always have to tell people when they're like, "Oh, I hate to hear myself the way I sound." I'm like, "Everybody hates the way they sound on on camera. Everybody hates looking at themselves." I'm like, "That's I, I always paint it where I'm like, that's normal. Like you're not going to, and that kind of helps in the moment, like get over that weird fear where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to speak. Like it's like, but also getting a nice
0: mic helps. You. Like yeah, make, makes you makes you sound better."
1: But I mean like even if – I feel like even when you do get like a $5,000 mic, like you're still going to be like, oh, why yeah. did I make that weird face there? Why did I – like we're always going to find something about like whatever. Yeah, Colin, how, like, how many times have you gone back and listened
0: to your own yeah. episodes? Like I barely ever do it like because I'm good. I don't need it. You know.
1: yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'm always just like, you know what? If I say something weird in the moment, you know what? It is what it is. Like I'm yeah. – and that's the thing that I always try to like let my guests know too where it's like we're all human so like – we're not going to get everything right. We're not going to say everything as eloquently as we would have liked to have said it like prior or like how we've recursed it. So, it's, And I feel like that's those are the moments that make you feel more human. It's like whenever you can give like a general whatever answer response. I
0: used to edit out all the buts and ums and filler words with a software I have and it just made it sound <laughs> so like choppy and terrible. But I and realized like, eh, the uh, ums uh, and the buts uh, – uh, uh. <laughs> exactly i realize the ums and the buts are like make it sound human make you sound more conversational and makes the podcast actually flow really nice so i keep them yeah, it's like end of the day you're not a robot unless you if you are an ai chat gpt bot you know that'd like, be cool i welcome
1: that i love that for you you know yeah no you are AI. sometimes i feel
0: like i, I kind of want to be <laughs> i don't know have you ever watched that one movie her i think it's called her oh yeah with, yeah, yeah. Uh, from 2013 joaquin yeah with what's his
1: face yeah
0: joaquin phoenix yeah
1: yeah yeah that's, that's like gonna happen soon way.
0: i could use like an ai significant other i'm t- i can't it's not working out for me in real life so oh
1: my gosh well i was like we'll have another episode yeah we yeah Never mind. It, i digress we dub we
0: it <laughs> leave it in um <laughs> other big break-in moments for you other big lessons looking back advice you know we kind of just went off and said some good stuff but like big career moments, like, was there an interview? Were you at the right place at the right time? Did you prepare really well for something that got you something? Just like, what are those stick out points in your career that you want to, like, kind of relive for us?
1: Um, I feel like one of the, one important lesson that um, one of the, like, bosses at one of the film festivals I volunteered at during, like, when I was in school, she, I remember we were all, like, little nervous, like, interns or volunteers, whatever, and we were working with, uh, which is based from like a few actors and stuff that I had like admired for a while that were like premiering films at this film festival. And I w- we were all so nervous, and she was like, Hey, you guys, like, just so you know, everything tonight is gonna go wrong. And we all were like, Excuse me. She's like, It is, but like, you gotta learn to just go with the flow, and nobody knows it's going wrong but you. So if you don't make add attention to it, it's not that big of a deal. And I've always taken the device with me where, if, any, if i'm doing an event or something i'm always like you know what it's not always going to go with how i planned it but if i just like keep my attitude whatever and just go with the flow like it's it's going to work out great so i feel like that's like one piece that's,
0: oh, that oh I, I need i waiting. need to hear that i always try to plan and very type a and like like with work especially like events that i'm putting on like i want it to go really well and it never goes well like it never goes no, to my it. expectations
1: yeah and I feel like I feel like we all, like I'm I call myself type a b because I have type A tendencies but then at some point I'm like you know what it's just chill man like it's all gonna work <laughs> out like, it's be cool but like when it comes to like any like craft or whatever I'm just like it has to be like I'm very like like this that and I'll be like the one that look at a picture and be like I see a small pixel there this will not do like I can get like yeah detailed type you a, can turn it but on I and feel off. like exactly but I just feel like when it's like adventure stuff like that it's like end of the day if it's an event or something you want people to just connect you want people to feel like they had space so when we were working with like um like a film whatever we're here trying to accommodate and make sure the filmmakers and the whatever feel good they feel comfortable and stuff so whether i don't know the shrimp cocktail didn't come out our time or whether we forgot the right snacks and so-and-so's dress room like nobody cares but it's like but did the audience and did the filmmakers and everybody feel comfortable? Did they feel like they had the tools they needed to succeed? Yeah. Yes. And her whole thing with saying that was like, you know what? Like, you have to be able to shift. Stuff's going to change and not going to go as well as planned. And I remember uh, one of the, like one of the people people in my life mentioned they were like, life's ninety percent what happens, and ni- life is ninety percent what um, how you react. Ten percent what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could somebody could like accidentally slap your bagel down the street and you could either be like, oh, that's the worst day of my life. Or you could be like, "Ugh, that sucks. Like somebody slapped my bagel and like keep on going. It's like, you, you can't let every little small thing control and determine like your outcome on stuff. So I always tell people, I'm like, you know, something might not go as I expect it, but I have the power to be like, oh, that was good. That was positive, I hate it. Or I have the, I can take that as of like, you know what? That's not what I expected, but here's how I can shift it and still make it into something.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do. It's hard to do sometimes. Listen, especially if somebody slaps my damn bagel, we're having problems. Well, Especially when it's a Panera
1: bagel and you have that um, hazelnut spread just right and it's toasted perfectly. Uh, like I mean, thank goodness I haven't had anybody slap my bagel, but like I'm craving a bagel, so maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm projecting <laughs> my own fears on everybody, but. But that's just like an attitude that I've always like kept where it's like stuff may not go west, but same thing with your career. Like I've talked to, like I had mentioned earlier, I've talked to so many people who are like, oh, I started off as a historian and now I'm working in music or whatever, whatever, or I, it took me whatever, how many years to get to this spot. It's like everybody's journey is different. And one thing that I had to stop doing, especially like when it's intern, intern season like it is now, someone's success is not your failure. Like just because you see a friend like get this internship over here who quote unquote you might think isn't working as hard as you or somebody else over here who like you're like, how did they get that job? Their GPA is not as high as mine. Like just because they're doing well, their success doesn't mean you're a failure at it. Like everybody's journey is different and you can't compare and contrast it. Yeah. Like LinkedIn post and Instagram post and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've always just kind of focused on my own potential and that's probably... A pretty good mindset like you you want to elevate others and help people out and bring people up with you but like you should never get down by anybody else's success for sure yeah I guess when you're younger and and you are stressed and you are like I can see like that happening for sure
1: and I mean I, I, it's I'll be the first to admit I remember I had friends who were who would get like internships at these cool broadcasts and cool studios and stuff and I'd be like what the heck they're not even that creative how did they get this and I would get Matter upset and be like, oh, why am I only doing this or why am I not at X, Y, and Z? And I had to get to the point where we we're like, you know what, just because they're whatever doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm not as good or whatever. And it's like the whole comparison thing, it's like we can't do that. It's like we're, we naturally do do that, but we have to remember and remind ourselves that just because they're succeeding or doing what does it mean like we're a failure. Like we want to cheer on our friends, yeah, cheer on the people around us.
0: I love it. Amazing. Was there any other big pieces of like, those, those big points in your career that you want to bring forward? I'm trying
1: to think. I, I like right now. I, I love how like right now I'm blanking and I'm sure like, I like I'd say like definitely like right now, like South by like, that's something I've always wanted to like speak and moderate Good. at. Um, and that has come true. And so like, I'm happy about, it. I feel like that was a big landmark one for me. Um, Going to VidCon was one for me. You're very, so um, you're very
0: people oriented, like events, networking, showing up, like, In person, that's what I'm getting from you here.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm a very, like, in like (laughs) so funny because when I go to these things, I'm always like, I'm shy. And everybody's like, but you're not. Like, I don't get this. It's like once I get warmed up, like, then I can, like, start moving about the cabin. But um, generally, like, I don't know. Like, one of the things, like, when going to these things used to be shy and feel standoffish about, like, quote, unquote, being like, I know we all hate this authentic self because we say too much. But I used to be one of those where it's like, oh, if I want to be in media or if I want to be in this, like I have to be this certain way. I have to like these certain things. And like now, like I don't care. I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I just want to go back home and watch Real Housewives for 30 hours instead of going to this like media networking for people <laughs> under 35. Or, yo, know, I was listening to Jesse McCartney the other day and that gave me the idea for this story to do. And I used to be like, oh, I can't talk about those things. People think I'm weird or crazy. And it's like. I always tell people like there's only one you and there's only one like you're the only person that can do the things that you do so your quote-unquote differences are what's going to make you stand out in the room like if you're doing what everybody else is doing or doing whatever whatever that is that you think is popular like that's not gonna make you stand out like your differences are what make you special make you stand out absolutely that's cliche that everybody always says but like that's so true like No, you're, you're,
0: you're, you're you're like a prime example. Like you're super authentic, just like with our call right now, like I can tell. And like what you post and your podcasts, like you are your authentic self completely. And that has probably opened so many different doors for you. It's giving you job security, stability, and it gives you confidence. Like there's really no flaws. Like when you're, when you're completely tapped into who you are, People will see that. They'll want to hire you unless you're like a really bad person, truly deep down. Yeah. I'm
1: like, if you're a bad person, That, that could
0: be bad. But like in your
1: villain era, like sometimes let's, I let's get in that shot. mode
0: though. Sometimes <laughs> I get in villain.
1: We love, we love, we love a good vi- We love a good villain. We do. But yeah. it's like, if you're just, you know, in your villain era in life, maybe, like, maybe
0: tone it down shot. if you're vi- in your villain yeah, era, let's,
1: let's be a little villain. Like, you know, send a petty emoji on Slack of somebody who said something snarky, like the comment of somebody being nasty, but like, you know, that's <laughs> you awesome. know, like don't be a total villain. Like, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's tone down the that. villain. Let's, let's
0: but go. let's fix that people do like a villain it adds some you know, character it adds some, we some love, content we love, a, we love a good plot yeah, we love yeah. A good plot. That, that that it's not a bad idea people want to talk a little bit <laughs> once you're in the corporate setting why not give them something to talk about
1: oh gosh. Uh, I have a corporate burden book be like you know francis from finance like i saw him eat Annabelle sandwich in accounting and oh yeah i think like you know, if you want to do that, like offer that. Like that's but, good. You know, that's
0: good content.
1: That's like that's a good villain. That's a good. That's a good villain. Yeah. But like tone the rest down.
0: <laughs> I love it. But the the advice it holds though, like be yourself. Like you are authentic. You're not a villain right now. Maybe like a little bit on the side. Yeah.
1: When that, I get angry, I'm a villain. When true. I'm angry. True. then that. That's yeah. I'll are off.
0: True. But I, but I appreciate you coming on and telling us your story, being authentic. Giving your advice, I know it was brief, and we can talk forever. But people can find out more about you by looking up your name on Adweek. Looking up young influentials. Uh, do you have like an email or a LinkedIn? Like, what's your preferred?
1: Yeah, it's like you can uh, you can LinkedIn me. Is that a term? Um, you can email me. You can um, follow me on social media at C O L Meets World. I named it after Boy Meets World because during the pandemic, that's all I watched. And so I made that my whole personality trait of Boy Meets World in 90s, um, should you call it a sitcom? I guess 90s sitcoms. Um, Yeah, I made that my whole personality, so that is why it is C-O-L Meets World. (laughs)
0: perfect Uh, that's good branding right there perfect well thank you again for coming on and i hope people reach out ask you questions i hope you tune in to young influentials as well thanks colin and thank you for having me Yeah, this was a party of course of course anytime thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the breaking and entering advertising podcast if you like what you heard it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod. That's all one word Breaking and Entering Pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn, and they want to connect. So do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Bu Chan Jung, our creative director. Can't do it without you two, and a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency, and it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest. Thank
1: you so